Welcome back to In Your Element. I'm your teen host, Abby Jones. Today, we will be bringing in Mary Allard, one of my mentors, one of my freaking besties, and a co-founder of the Element Collective app, a sister program to this podcast, and the producer of this show. Mary's high school years were instrumental, ultimately leading her to become the co-founder of the Element Collective. As a young female, she was one of the top in her class, a national qualifying athlete, and extremely outgoing. Everything was about doing and achieving as much as humanly possible. But without the community or resources to productively maneuver through these experiences, they translated as a painful struggle with things like chronic illness, insomnia, abusive relationships, general anxiety, and binge eating disorder. It wasn't until she landed at a contemplative college in Boulder, Colorado, she began to understand herself, her innate gifts, and her relationship to the world with more compassion and empathy. This was the start of her journey to redirecting her internal fire and perfectionism to more productive outlets. Mary is steadfast in her belief of a holistic approach to our lives and that when we are given the space and resources earlier on, such as the pivotal teenage years, we can be better equipped to mindfully navigate the next stages of our personal and professional lives as young women. Starting the Element Collective alongside her longtime friend, Kylie Roswell, is a dream come true and the culmination of over a decade of Mary's work to embrace her life's deep experiences with trauma and internal growth and knowing. Mary, I'm so happy to get to interview you. Oh, this is so fun, and I'm grateful you're a part of the beginning of this podcast and the Element Collective could not do it without you. All right, well, here we go. question that I do have for you is you, you're a mother and I don't know much about that. I want to know if you have more than one kid, how old your kids are. <laughs> yeah. So I am a mom. Um, sometimes I joke with people that I feel like a teen mom, <laughs> but I'm very much not a teen mom. I think it's just that I feel a young essence in, in my mothering. I have a four-year-old son. His name's Sawyer. I live in Colorado, have been here all of my life, total Colorado native, and um, feel really, really grateful to have this little boy in my life. He's pretty radical. Awesome. Yeah. I I've, I I love that name, Sawyer, <laughs> by the way. I love that name. I like it, too. It, it, it's. I think that we kind of joined yeah, the Yeah, I think it's a little bit it, of an old-fashioned name, but I love it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, it's really for boy, girl, or, or yeah. otherwise. Like, I think that Sawyer can be a name for so many, but for us, it was just that being Colorado, um, a Colorado family, having a little woodsman was something <laughs> yes. that we... Yes, <laughs> yes, that is a very woodsy name, yeah. So, you have a four-year-old son <laughs> named Sawyer. How has that been? Did you know, like, I know that at my age, I really want to be a mother when I grow up, very much so. Has that always been a thing for you in your life? No? <laughs> no. Um, so I I was a, I'm oh, the youngest boy. of five. 
So I knew, I've always known I wanted community in my life and a lot of community. I mean, I was really used to, quite frankly, a pretty chaotic household um, being uh, born into a family of seven. But to me, I, I always knew that I had this nurturing spirit. And if anything, um, I felt like I was supposed to have lots of daughters or be in this leadership or mentorship mm-hmm. way, and hence the, the app. But I did have this shift where I started to feel like my body was telling me that I wanted something. I wasn't really clear on that. It was definitely felt not as conscious. Um, and so then having Sawyer was was really intense. I mean, I, I had postpartum depression and, um, and then soon thereafter had a traumatic brain injury when I was trying to get out of postpartum depression. And so some of those things that had happened in the first couple of years simultaneously, he was really chronically sick with chronic ear infections the first two years before he had surgery. It was pretty intense. I mean, so so to answer your question, didn't know for sure, wasn't that whole like knew I needed to be a mother, definitely witnessed it in my own mom and our relationship that it made me have a draw towards that relationship, whatever that was. And now it's so clear to me, having been blessed to have him, that absolutely yes. And also still very drawn to having yeah, tons I of mean, community. Clearly too. you have adopted lots of teenage daughters. <laughs> and I think you will Yes. You are one if your mom will she allow has it. already allowed it. <laughs> She's already I think allowed it. Yep. With this podcast as well, hopefully. <laughs> you all, all the, welcome all the in listeners. With open arms. Come on in. <laughs> I am not a teen yeah. mom. <laughs> but we yes, can yes. hang out. We yeah. can chat. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how has having Sawyer changed your life? You have so many things going on in your life. You're the founder of so many different things. and Yeah. So having Sawyer changed my life in every facet. I'd say definitely in my professional path. I was running um, startup companies. So I was in the natural food space for my whole career up until I started to really wanted to transition out of that after having him. So, you know, I've always been really motivated and really driven and love supporting, uh, you know, social enterprise and and value-driven companies and people. Sometimes that means I can be pretty workaholic. So, uh, so really what shifted for me is that I, after having him, didn't slow down any. And really one of the things that probably calls you to slow down the most is having a kid. And so I think that that really going back into the same patterns of workaholism and high intensity work coming from total fire, like just passion. Uh, is part of the reason why I had got postpartum depression and that that's been my repeated lesson in then shifting into how can I maximize? There's not really much dimming my fire, to be honest. And so I may as well be doing it fully for what I feel like is my true path. And so in finding um, in those transitions, the postpartum depression, and the traumatic brain injury, and then um, during COVID, I had the sudden loss Mm -hmm. of my father, I feel like that was the universe and my own intuition more and more saying, I got to, I got to transition this fire into what's really my true calling. And that's 
all really started when I had my son. So um, a lot of stripping down and pain in order to get a lot of clarity on at least what is my right now. Yeah, sure. So how do you balance all of those things? How do you balance the workaholic and the mother aspects of your life? Yeah. Some days better than others, for sure. Um, I think it's really cool. I love that he gets to see me in this high vibration state a lot and that that's what he's known. And I mean, I am a Libra, so I'm all about balance, for sure. Um, (laughs) And wanting to do like what's right for usually for others. So I think what I've been trying to do is actually transfer that deep desire that I have to make sure that everyone else is really taken care of and finds balance and feels seen in themselves to myself. So I've been really focusing in this last year on my relationship with myself. So a lot of times it it sort of surfaced, the workaholism surfaced as anxiety and depression and a ton of struggle with insomnia, which I'm still working with. Well, and also has been that I've made amazing traction um, in the path that I want to go. So they both are cut from the same place and and that I'm realizing the more I do what I feel like is nothing, that that's actually doing something. So my mom actually tasks me with staring at a wall and doing nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So I will genuinely try to do that every so often. I know it sounds crazy, but it's it kind of is similar to that conversation around social media, yeah. like no stimulation, yeah. no no input, no notifications. Like uh, it's better for me to go outside and and you know yeah. maybe stare at yeah. a tree take instead a of a wall. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, take a walk. So I love that you mentioned that. Actually, walking yes. is a huge thing um, in a lot of the therapies that I've tried out because I'm very interested in therapies. My degrees I in saw that. T- contemplative Buddhist oh psychology. Gosh, I, I will have to ask you more questions about that because that's so freaking yes, awesome. Yes. It was, it was really cool. It was really radical. So I'm very passionate about the development of people and understanding people and relating at a deeper empathic level. So I've done a lot of different therapies and one of them being brain spotting, which I a lot of people don't know about. But is bilateral connecting your left and right hemisphere, and it really helps a lot of those learned those learned things, those learned truths. Um, where the anxiety lives in my body, not necessarily. Sometimes I'm anxious, and I don't even know why. A lot of times, actually. And so, what I learned is that a lot of this bilateral, you know, EMDR and brain spotting come from the same thing. They were they were discovered by walking. So walking is actually really hugely helpful for me, and just listening oh, to music, yes. um, and and actually cold mm. showers. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever done? I hate cold showers. I take my showers oh, at like one hundred and two degrees. <laughs> like for how long? Minutes. Yeah. Oh my god, I had such a feeling. Yeah, for some <laughs> but I do love walking. Walking. And walking and listening to music, and that's something I've always wanted to do. So I have two cats, and I've always wanted to walk my cat. And they're old now, and they won't you let haven't me walk yet? them. <laughs> no, I I knew for oh, sure. Oh, for sure, we still have the harness. <laughs> but he got all mad, and he wouldn't let me walk him. But I just got to meet yes, Buddha. Yes, your cat. is that who you that tried is the to one. walk? The other one is a couch potato. Um, and never gets up, but he, mm-hmm. he loves going outside. He's an out, he thinks of himself as an outdoor cat, but 
He doesn't go outside. Buddha. And what's it's his Buddha. name? Oh, Buddha. Oh, but the, then what's the, the other Kashmir, one? The is other uh, one. Cinder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like you guys should have seen oh, these beautiful, beautiful blue-eyed cats. And just so you know, guys, Abby's eyes are <laughs> greenish. <laughs> Evidently, your favorite color of eyes. <laughs> Uh, it's <laughs> your favorite color of eyes. I was born with black eyes. Um, at their they've lightened up. You I do have very, have very, very dark, dark eyes. eyes, but I, I never have to wear sunglasses really? as a result. <laughs> I probably should, still should. I mean, we're in Colorado. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, but that's that's my reasoning as to why I don't. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I back yeah. to walking. I do love walking. <laughs> it is a great great mm-hmm. therapy tool and i think a lot of people don't have access to you know actual therapy and people who struggle with anxiety and depression and i am not an outdoor person but just going on a walk and enjoying your neighborhood and getting some fresh air uh it is really just so good for your soul yeah i love that you point that out cuz it's something that it's Pretty much anyone could yeah. probably access. I mean, so long as you feel right, safe exactly in in your environment, yeah. Uh, but that that is, you know, when I talk about brain spotting, like that's right. expensive and has been such an investment, and that's just a whole other yeah. layer. Yeah. So yeah, what, like for sure, the the balance comes from um, me scheduling some of those things. Like <laughs> I have to literally schedule it in order for it to do, and then it, sometimes I've even scheduled and made sure that I have sacred time yeah, too with my yeah. son. You know, I want to make sure. It usually doesn't need to be scheduled. It comes naturally. It's not that. It doesn't take that much effort. But sometimes when I'm really pushing for something, I I do that to be just yeah, more intentional yeah, too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you are talking about all of these amazing things that you have done with your life. And I think you are still quite young. Don't argue with me. <laughs> Good. Thank you. I won't. Good. I eat it up. <laughs> Good. You are, I and you great. look great. I, when I met you guys, I was like, you guys are like Thank you. 20, 25. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. No, <laughs> I was I'm like, not, you I'm just 32. said you're in your 30s. <laughs> um, I don't mind the age conversation, actually. Yeah, I never have, I, but I'm sure I that could change. Who knows? <laughs> but that's because I'm 15. <laughs> You're 15, Abby. <laughs> um, Everyone listening is going to yeah. laugh so hard. I don't, I don't either. It's, it's I, fine. I don't care about my age. <laughs> um, but yeah, so looking back, um, what is some advice that you would give to your younger self around my age? Yeah. Well, so really the whole point of this app, too, yeah. is to be this place where you feel like you get bite-sized little tools, just like what we just talked about, honestly, that help you feel resourced from within, essentially. And I think that I innately was kind of similar to you where I was always trying things on for size or curious and and talking about mental health and and being aware of my mental health at that time. But I do wish... I wish that I could tell my teen self that I was safe um, because I think sometimes whether I was safe or not safe, 
my body has always kind of registered things as not safe, whether that was true or not. And so I, I wish that I could have really heard myself saying from then that I didn't have to show up so hard or fight so hard or perform so top in order to feel a sense of security. Yeah. And oh my gosh. I resonate with that so much. I think if randomly the 30 year old me were to pop up and say, Hey, guess what? You're okay. You're going to be okay. It'll be all right. I would, mm-hmm. it would terrify me, but then I would be like, Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Is that funny? <laughs> it, yeah, would it would definitely be terrifying <laughs> if future you showed up. <laughs> exactly. But no, that so no, you wouldn't not feel very moment. safe but then <laughs> no <laughs> but I think that is a great piece of advice especially for someone who struggles with anxiety and depression and all that good stuff <laughs> just hearing yeah and I don't know if anyone's really safe from some I level know. of anxiety more and more and just quite frankly I think growing up in general can be somewhat traumatizing as is or or uh feel unsafe i mean there's a lot of mm-hmm. unfamiliarity and that it, by nature is a lack of safety feeling so yeah i would definitely say that i don't know if i how i would I register it either yeah. but it's definitely a theme for me that i still to this day revisit every moment and and listen to my body when it's trying to tell me that i'm feeling a sense of yeah panic or anxiety yeah, yeah or safety for sure so I'm assuming that's kind of a mantra that you live by. Are there any other mantras that you say to yourself often to to help get yourself through a day? Yeah, so um, we're all doing the best that we can. So that helps me have what I like to call a generous perspective, first for myself, but then also for those around me. So when I feel a sense of disappointment or annoyance or frustration, if I can root back into that self, which quite honestly brings me back to like this mothering feeling because with Sawyer, it's like he can kind of do no wrong. I mean, he's a taller now. <laughs> he can he can be a little tough, but ultimately there's this unconditional love. And so I try to come from that place when I feel a sense of uh, frustration to first slow down and be like, okay, we're all doing the best that we can. Like it, even if we're super hungry or tired right now, like that's right. you're still doing exactly. the best that you can. For sure. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, it has been so amazing talking to you. As you know, I love talking to you always. (laughs) I love being a part of your journey and the journey with Element. And I'm so, well, it's our journey. (laughs) My journey too. (laughs) It's our, it's ours. We'll be doing a lot more talking in the near future. Yes. I'm just, I'm just so happy that we got to do this and, and, talk some more me too yeah, thank you thank so you. much i mean i think just so everyone knows this yeah. is just the beginning and i'm so grateful to be the first in the hot seat with abby i appreciate you guiding me through it you're a very good mentor. absolutely <laughs> you guys heard it here it's actually i recorded it i have it in recording i'll write that down on paper for you as well That'll be the 30-year-old self will go back and say that. (laughs) Yes, yes, there you go. Perfect. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. (laughs) 